This episode brought to you by the Audible. Audible. slash horror virgin for 30 days free and a book to get you started for your book recommendation, Michael. Uh oh. Oh. How you doing? Wow, my full name? It's official. <laughs> okay. What? I must be mad at you because I used your full to? name. <laughs> Because we watched The Witch this week, and a lot of it takes place in scary woods. I'm going to recommend In the Woods by Tana French. Nice. It's a nice mystery novel, detective book. And if you want to watch a musical called Into the Woods by Stephen Sondheim, it's got the best song ever written called Agony in it. (laughs) Counterpoint. This episode also (laughs) brought to you by Nick B. Nick B. Who's got a fun fact about Nick B this week? Ooh, I do, I do. Hit it, Jim. So me, Nick B, and Elizabeth all sang the Cheers theme song on Twitter this week, and it was so much fun. How do you sing on Twitter? Well, I guess you're going to have to uh, follow us on Twitter to find out, but it was really fun. Hey, can we sing it real quick just for Nick B? No. Sometimes you want to go where everybody everybody knows knows your name. name. Nailed it, yo, Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Nick B, we love you. Yeah, you're the best. That was fun. Follow us all on Twitter. It was fun. This episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Who wants eye contact? It's always me. I'm going to go cross-eyed and do both. <laughs> Ooh, I like where this is going. Rebecca, life without you is like a broken pencil. Uh-oh. Pointless. Oh, That's sweet. I thought it was going to get phallic in the punchline, but I'm, I liked it. I like to yeah. change it up. Guys, and if you like to change it up, and maybe your version of changing it up is putting on Disney ears, yeah. check out Straight On Tell Disney on Etsy yeah. for all your kinky fetish needs. No, for all if your regular Disney involve, Yes, needs. sure. Yeah, yeah. What Jen said. If you're looking for something to wear while you watch in Disney Plus. This episode also brought to you by- Wait, hold on. Matt, I want to oh, say something. Ooh, we got a break in. I love doing the weird stories, but they're taking a little long. Yes. And they're getting a little weird. And I may have run out of ideas. Yeah. No, I've never ran out of ideas. First oh, off, yeah, I know right. what was going to happen to the. I only have the best ideas. I surround myself related. with the best villains. Gross. So anyway, we're going to go back to regular Patreon shoutouts because new people are listening to the episodes and they're confused as shit. Very mm. confused. They're so, riding in the streets. If you want me to say a funny story, just get in the Facebook group and I'll do something. So Matthew. <laughs> so Matthew. Matthew is a hero. Matthew is not a hero. This week he has requested a shout out. Oh. Actually, this is pretty petty. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew requested that I make fun of how bad his brother Dan sucks at NBA 2K. Wow. And how he's at only won <laughs> two games and lost nine. Uh-oh. So, well, he's two for nine against his brother? Yeah. What's in Wow. So, Daniel, I'm contractually obligated to say that you suck. <laughs> is this why your mother loves Matthew more? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Hey, get in the Facebook group and let us know. <laughs> suck it, Daniel. Oh, we love you, Daniel. And Matthew. This episode also brought to you by Michael. Michael, uh, Michael likes insults. Yeah, he does. Yeah, it's a childhood <laughs> thing. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen Chippendales Rescue Rangers? Yes, Chippendales Rescue Rangers. Chippendales. Michael ran over a nest of chipmunks. What? Why would you set us up like that, you monster? He's the monster. Next. Were they wearing clothes? Mikey just dropped his mic. Did you see that? That was more of a throw. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't think you drop your mic right. That was amazing. Do that, Michael. Yeah, but Michael. Don't run over Chip and Dale's or the Rescue Rangers. And Mikey, don't make us sing a beloved childhood song and then rip our hearts out. Good Michael, Lord. you're an affront to Michael's. <laughs> Lock it up, Michael. Oh, this episode also brought to you by Carl. <laughs> just... Carl teaches guitar to local youths, Ooh. maybe in the woods. 
He's been doing turkey puns, too. He has been doing turkey puns. Yeah. So if you guys were in the Facebook group, you've been seeing those sweet, sweet turkey puns. Uh-huh. He met my challenge. They're savory. Yes. So yeah, there's that's featured in the Facebook group almost daily, yeah. right? I don't know. They're pretty dry. Oh, pour mm. a little gravy on it. Nice. You'll love it. And if you want to watch Carl stream on Twitch, go to twitch.tv slash Carlos M-O-L. That's Carlos M-O-L. This episode brought to you by... Cody Roy. You guys heard about Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. We have the same birthday. (laughs) Do you really? really? Yeah. Both of us are February 12th. (sighs) Both of us are Aquariuses. Cody Roy killed Lincoln. What? What? I thought he was Why would you let me talk about how we were similar as far as like... We just sang our Lincoln song. This is the worst. Why would he have killed Lincoln? I'm kidding. He didn't do that. But he did go back in time and he built Lincoln a log cabin. Oh, yeah? You can thank Cody Roy for Lincoln Logs. He went back in time and invented Lincoln Logs? Yes. A log cabin's so good, they named syrup after it. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. That log cabin syrup's delicious. Is it Mm -hmm. actual maple syrup? Because I- I think it's just pesticides and sweetener, Mm. but goddamn, it's good. (laughs) It's good on a waffle. This episode also, also, also brought to you by- Red, Red Mappin. That sounds like a rapper. I honestly, if you guys have not heard his SoundCloud album, it is hot, Ooh. hot red fire. It's beats just remixed from Sounds of a Tropical Bird. <laughs> oh, yeah? Huh. Can you do an yeah. impression of it? It's like if Toucan Sam was a real bird, but also like a Post Malone style rapper. Yeah, mm. and he's from the streets. Yeah. What? Tupac Sam. <laughs> Holy shit, <laughs> Tupac Sam. I need oh. someone immediately to Photoshop Toucan Sam onto a stretcher flicking off the camera as he's been shot in the studio. Oh my God. Hey, Red Mappin also found us through CinemaSins. Yes. Wanted us to say thank you to CinemaSins. And you guys should check out CinemaSins if you haven't already. I'm sure you have, but if you haven't, check them out. They're amazing. Yeah. And Red, thank you so much for being part of the Facebook yes, group and joining the Patreon family. Thank you so yeah. much. New player entering the game. Wait, what? I know, guys. We have another $50 patron. What is happening? Ryan. Welcome, Ryan. Welcome to the game. Thank you so much, Ryan. We appreciate that. What does Ryan want for his Patreon? Ryan wants me to be mean. Ooh. (laughs) Like in a dominatrix kind of way? No. Just pretend he's me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Mikey and I know exactly what it's like. (laughs) When you're mean. So we can tell if you're being authentic. Speaking my truth, Todd. Don't make me jump out the window again. (laughs) She has mimed jumping out the window like nine (laughs) times. Like this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How did the back of your shirt get ripped? Well, you know what? Ryan pushed me out a window. (laughs) That's what it is. Stop pushing me out the window. You got to go deeper. Find that. Ryan insulted women. guys. Right, but Ryan would never insult women. But I I misunderstood something he said. And I thought he had insulted women. And then he pushed me out the window. What? It's. <laughs> I may have been running to push him out the window and I actually jumped through a window. When he said, I want you to be mean to me, I what you heard was. Try to be mean is but people don't be mad at me if I'm mean. <laughs> Jen, she, he requested it. Stop on his testicles. <laughs> I, think, I think Jen is incapable. Like my boots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Wrap it up. <laughs> Wrap it up, boys. <laughs> I think watching you try to be mean is going to be the best part of my week. I honestly am looking forward to it every week. So, Ryan, <laughs> thank you so much for making this a part of our life. So that is our weekly Patreon shoutouts. But it's come time for our monthly Patreon shoutouts at our You Can Get It level. Yeah. Hey, You Can Get It, guys. So thank you guys so much for being at the You Can Get It level. Yeah. The first and foremost, listed alphabetically, Ooh. is... 
Ash. Hey, Ash. We know her as Ashley. She's in the Facebook group. She's uh, awesome. Yeah, she is. I follow her on Twitter and we interact a lot there. Yeah. yeah oh, she's awesome. Mm-hmm. We just got high roaded, Mikey. Do you have like, a personal. Is that a humble brag? <laughs> <laughs> also, we yes. have the ever present Eddie. Yeah. Hey, Eddie. Eddie's. Eddie's OG. been a true believer. He's yeah. been a, a Patreon member since we started, mm-hmm. member of the Facebook family for a long, long yeah. time. Thank you, Eddie, for All your the stories he could tell. Sponsorship. Oh, yeah. He's seen some shit for sure. <laughs> and then there is the patron formerly known as Karen Karoon. Yeah, hey Karoon. Karoon, thank you so much for dealing with us. Yeah, yeah Karoon interacts a lot in the Facebook He does. Too. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I love him to death, but yeah. I, I feel very, very bad about like the three months we called him a right. different name. It's yeah. called White Guilt. Yeah. That is what I'm currently living through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. And this is just the top of the this long list. This is it for me. This, yeah. is all, this is all I've got. Oh, that's this all you got? That's, that's, that's the that's only fair, thing you've ever done wrong. Yeah. And then we also have <laughs> Veronica. Hey, Veronica. Who I think looks great in our merch. She's posted a few pictures of her wearing our merch. And I gotta say, I love seeing that. She is a newly married woman. She is a newly married mm-hmm. woman. Congrats. Yeah. <laughs> on, we get it. You're married. Yeah, we get it. You found love. I mean, I'm married too, guys. Yeah, we get it. You found love. I mean, I'm, so did I. Mikey, how you doing? I'm self-partnered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you and Emma Watson. Yeah, your mom's Somebody get on. Emma Watson on the phone for Mikey. Uh, like, my mom's trying, apparently. I do feel like you guys would be a great couple. Yeah. Guys, we should say this. There are only two spots left at the $50 level because they are weekly. We had to limit it because yeah. we don't want the whole episode to be a shout-out spectacular. So we <laughs> are limiting fun, it to though. 10. So there are only two spots left. If you want to get in on it, get in on it now. Mm-hmm. The theme music's down by the brook looking at his sister's boobs. Oh my God. Let's go get him. <laughs> the theme music? No. If you listen really quietly in the woods, you can hear the theme music. <gasps> I have the coffee cup in my hand. I like go to put my coffee down, hit the table, spill all the coffee on the floor. What? Everybody in the meeting starts laughing at me. Yeah, because finally dumb. I just stand up and I say, well, my fly's down too, and then I just zip <laughs> it up. <laughs> Oh in front of the everybody? Yes! Oh Did everybody God. in your department quit? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the Horror Virgin, everybody. What is your life like? It's, it's terrible. Like Holy shit. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but Mikey and Jen and really the listeners make me watch them. And this week we watched the supernatural horror, mm-hmm. The Witch. The Witch. The Witch. Yes. It's got two Vs. Yeah, I don't think we should call it the Vich because they refer to the witch as the witch. They do, yeah. So I'm not going to call it the Vich because no one calls it that. Yeah, well, you're being a real Vich about this. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Vich, please. (laughs) All right. Have you guys seen this movie before? I have, yeah. I saw it a couple years ago with my friend Kara. I saw it when it came out. Did you? You saw it in the theater? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. It had a lot of good buzz when it was coming out. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I have not seen it until today. This is the first time I saw it. What did you guys think about when you first saw it? I was terrified when I first saw it. Really? Okay. Okay. I was uncomfortable. Yeah. I was very uncomfortable. I don't think it was like... What gets me is jump scares. Mm-hmm. This didn't have really any jump scares, but it was consistently creepy the whole way. Mm-hmm. And just heavy and yes. impressive feeling. Yes. The atmosphere is really unsettling. Like relationships. Yeah. And that's what gets me. What, relationships? No, I, relationships. <laughs> I'm great at relationships. <laughs> I thought it was okay. Yeah. But I didn't want to watch it again. Okay. I love it. I loved it the first time, and I loved. I think I liked it even more the second time. I can't wait for you to explain it to me. Okay. That's sort of where I am with it. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I will say, I think it's a bad movie because it takes someone explaining it to you for you to get it. And if you look at the social media stuff that we did about this, like we posted about it, and pretty much every guy was like, 
The only thing I liked about it was the end credits. Mm-hmm. And every girl was like, I love this movie. It was amazing. So mm-hmm. I think it's a very good movie if you've had a very specific set of circumstances in your like life. being a woman. Right. And, it, <laughs> and it's unwatchable if you're a man. No, no, no. Because okay. you haven't had those. I, I don't say unwatchable. Like, I watched it and I didn't hate it. Like, mm. it's not bad. I just don't feel like I understood it very well because mm. I don't have the, I guess, Vagina. the experiences of being a woman. I mean, or that. Yeah, yeah. Mikey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of feminist elements to this movie. Sure, sure, sure. So I, when I said I'm looking forward to you explaining to me, I meant that. We'll get into it and we'll talk about it. Yeah, but yeah. I also want to say uh, we recognize that this is a very divisive movie and a very polarizing movie yeah. and your opinions on this are welcome. These are just our opinions and you know, reach out and let us know how you feel about yeah, it. Yeah, sort of like we say, these are just our opinions, man. Exactly. Like- your opinions are valid <laughs> even if they don't. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yours. what I mean. Like our opinions are no more valid than yours. That's right, all yeah. I'm trying to say. So let's get into this fucking movie, Jen. I'm ready. Please get into this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, come on. All right, so we start with Thomason and Ooh. she is in a Puritan courthouse. And I have to say this immediately. It looked more like a courthouse than a church. Well, I mean, it's probably the same building that that church would have. Because they had a magistrate set up. I mean, you're probably right, though, Jen. It probably was a dual-purpose building because it was pilgrim time. Right. Right. But... It's like a close-up of Thomason's face, mm-hmm. who I've seen this actress in a lot of stuff. She's great. Yeah. She's great in this movie, mm-hmm. but her eyes are a little bit too far apart. No. She and Jarrett Leto should have a kid, and then their say, eyes would be normal. As long as that kid does not get kicked by a mule or fall down a well. <laughs> That's a callback to our Urban Legend episode. Yes, it is. Listener. Absolutely. Anyway, so let's go through this first right. scene, because pretty much what happens here is it shows you the setting that we're in, right? It's Puritan times, right. and that her family is being banished from the town. Kind of, yeah, yeah. You know they are. Well, he's making the choice. He's saying, I'm not, because they're saying you're prideful. And he's saying, I'm not going to stop saying these things about God that I believe that are slightly different than the things that you believe. He's very holier than that. He is yeah. very How holier Puritan than do you have to be to be banished by the Puritans? 99% Puritan. Yes. Like, like antibacterial soap? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but they are talking also about how they did they traversed the ocean. So these are we're led to believe these are actually pilgrims that have just come over from Oh, England. yeah. Like, and they talk about being in England. Yeah, probably. Thomason remembers being in England. Mm-hmm. Caleb doesn't remember so much. And of course, the twins probably were born there. Yeah. She's a great actor actress because you can hear the dad and the magistrate talking or whatever and like just the disappointment on her and the Mm -hmm. scare fear on her face the only safety in this time period was living in a collection of people like a town like they have or I'm not even sure it was big enough to be a town really well they called it a plantation okay but I mean big enough to have like a gate around it that's manned by people yeah some sort of protection and now they're being sent out on their own that would be very scary Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all because your dad's a kind of a douche yeah but that's what happens in the scene like they get kicked out and then immediately we see them on the back of a wagon yeah barely on the back of a wagon (laughs) yeah along with all of their belongings on a wagon there you can barely see the wagon it's like Beverly Hillbillies chill out guys (laughs) At least a car, though. But they didn't find no bubble and crude. Instead of black gold, they found a black goat. Black goat. But we also see them like around a campfire in the middle of the fucking woods. And then they go to a place in the ground and they're like kissing the ground and giving thanks for their new little spot. Yeah, because it's like a clearing and they're like, there's like a brook and they're like, this is the perfect farmland. And then they have their hands up Mm -hmm. praising the Lord. Yeah. But it shows like how far away from any kind of civilization they are. They're like a day away. Right. And they mention that later. They're like a a day horse ride away. They're probably like two miles. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're literally probably like right down the street from the village. Yeah. Olden times. So silly. <laughs> Why do they just take their car? These people are so stupid. <laughs> they should have brought a phone or something. Or like their Tesla. Why, why are they right. this, this <laughs> so stupid? Yeah, don't charge from the sun. God, you guys are dumb. I will tell you that this movie really proves me that like olden times like really sucked. 
Yes, that is the theme of this movie. Is that I mean, I think it's, I think specifically that it sucked to be a woman in olden times. Well, I think it would suck to be anybody, but even more so, so a woman. Yeah. Anyway, it fades to black once they've mm-hmm. had their you know oh my god we found the valley scene or whatever, mm-hmm. and then they go to it looks like it may be later that season or maybe yeah. almost towards well, the end of the year it or something. Skips the whole building the house. It does. Right. They yeah. built a house. They've built a barn. They, they have like a field, chicken yeah. coop. They got goats, they, and they have a new baby Samuel. Yes. And well, so you we, say their farm is functioning, but it's sort of not functional. Yeah. Like, a lot of the corn is rotted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, they talk about it, but, I mean, it looked fine to me. Did they talk about it, or did they Shakespearean out of it? I don't know. They're like, why is there a little bit of corn? Get a little bit of corn. Not work. Yeah, like, exactly. Okay, so I don't think the corn works? Yeah. Yeah, their corn is not working well. <laughs> Everyone in rotted. this movie talks like gravelly versions of The Sims. Yes, they do. The first time I watched it, I think I had a harder time kind of picking up the language, but it didn't really bother me this time. I think more because I was prepared for it. Okay, so we see Thomason confessing, and we kind of get that same shot right in her face. Yeah, she's got her fingers like interlaced in her hands, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like what praying is. Yeah. Yeah, and praying. so she's confessing, and yeah. she's saying she deserves shame and misery in this life, and she begs for forgiveness and for mercy. And because she's been... She's, she's doing like, normal people things. Yeah. Like, she was disobedient to her parents, and like she said something mean to her kid. And she's sister. like, I broke all commandments in my thoughts. Exactly. Like, yeah, who yeah. hasn't done that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and so I think this kind of just sets up how oppressive her life is and that how much shame she feels just for being like a person. Now, Thomason is watching Samuel, who's her new baby. Not her, her new, new baby. baby brother. Yeah, new baby brother. Yeah, yes. it's not hers. But she's taking the motherly role in this moment because she is in charge of watching the baby. Yeah, and her now. mom has a lot going on. She she's does. got many other kids, mm-hmm. you know, and they're trying to like homestead it, really. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah, and she's got a lot going on. She's and being I'm not, helpful. And she she's is. massively older than this baby. She is. Uh, I think she probably about 14 or 15. That's how much older I am than my youngest brother, so I got pulled into a lot of this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you did. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that's common, because you're well, yeah. your mom was probably working at the time, right? Well, and so is the, the mom in this movie. Like, yeah. she's working a lot, trying to raise the other kids. Yeah, and if you're in the house and something needs to be done in the house, you're part of the family and you should help. Absolutely. Man or woman. Um, so now she's playing peekaboo. This is so terrifying. It really is. She's playing peekaboo with the baby and she's covering her eyes and the kid is just the cutest baby, yeah. too. Yeah. And so she does it a couple of times and then she opens her eyes and we see her face looking confused and then we look down and we see that the baby is gone like in seconds like gone gone yeah and then she looks up and we see a shot of the woods it was too fast like no one could have grabbed the baby and run there's no way it has to have been some sort of mystical sort of witch type thing that's what i'm saying it has to be supernatural but the dad comes and investigates but this kind of off scene they say it's a wolf and they said they found wolf tracks but i mean if you didn't believe in that if you didn't believe in like the supernatural or whatever and your daughter came to you and said hey it could sort of explain the situation i would assume it was a wolf too. Yeah. yeah. What other explanation? Could Absolutely. What's well, terrifying? Know? This whole scene yeah. is terrifying because it's it like is. everybody's worst nightmare when oh, you're like with a baby. Yeah. And the next thing we see is someone carrying a crying baby through the woods with a red cape. We can't really tell who this person is, but we can tell that it's not Thomason. And because Thomason's in white, this person's a red cape. Right. Yeah. And then I just wrote in my notes, "Sweet little baby," and I pretend this part of the movie does not happen. Yeah. So the next <laughs> part I can explain is very much the baby is taken in sort of some sort of structure, mm-hmm. and then a witch layer. Yeah, a witch layer, if you will, a coven layer, if yeah, you will. But it's very close on the baby, and you can't tell who it is. You can just see hands. Yeah, and then a knife. Yeah, I didn't and then that it's implied that. that something on the baby's anatomy is cut off of him. Mm-hmm. That is unique to a him, or that the baby is just cut in general. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe murdered or so, whatever. So my yeah. interpretation of the scene wasn't just that the baby 
was boy, emasculated. Baby boy parts were cut off. Right. But also she like smashed the whole baby and then made the baby jam. Yeah, baby yeah. jam. And then yeah. wiped it all over herself. Yeah. And yeah, that, that whole thing was not, I don't know. When I think scary, I think jump scares. Mm-hmm. There were no jump scares really in this movie, mm-hmm. but it is terrifying on yeah. some level. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing that really scares me yeah. a lot. That like, I guarantee you, you're going to rate this higher on the scary scale because I'm afraid of jump scares and you're afraid of that. That has something right. happening to my children. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah. I think this is a, a terrifying scene. Me too. It is. Me yeah. too. Yeah. And but. when you watch this, it's an old woman doing it. Yeah. Completely naked. Mm-hmm. It's not what I refer to as usable nudity. <laughs> and yeah. it's. Well, we call her Lady Gollum. <laughs> Yeah, Lady Smeagol. <laughs> when we next see the witch, mm-hmm. she's a young woman. Yes. Well, we see her. We see like an old crone walking out against the silhouette of a full moon, too. Yes. Which is a really cool shot. And we're going to see that again later it with is a cool another shot. character. Yeah. yeah. And but, you said, did she turn into a crow or something? She does turn into does a crow. She? I didn't notice that, she but floats I see it. Some. She turns into a raven, I think. Mm. But not a crow. But in that scene, it, like it's over the shoulder of her walking into the into the moonlight, right? Mm. And then as it zooms out, she's, she like morphs into a raven and she's mm. on a branch. And then that's the yeah. raven we see at the end feeding on the mom. So now it's the morning and everybody, the kids are all asleep in the attic with their like little mattress pads on the floor. And we hear the mom downstairs crying. Which yeah, like what you would I do would if do. you lost a kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And later on, we're going to find out that it's only been like a week or so since the babies disappeared. Right. And so we see the oldest son, Caleb, who's getting up and kind of looking at everybody asleep. And he's getting a pretty good look at his sister, Thomason. Yeah. Th- a lot yeah. of this makes me uncomfortable. And yeah. I understand like they're doing that to show that he's sort of reaching the age of puberty because uh-huh. of what happens to him later. They're trying to establish that. But that makes me uncomfortable. Well, I think what they're also showing is that she's reaching the age of maturity both, both yeah. of them absolutely and that there's like a fear of female sexuality theme in this movie and i think this plays into it and i don't think he's being super weird or i don't see anything like really malicious about him looking he doesn't act on he's anything. just the only girl that she he's probably yeah, seen he's in here. Out cleavage and then he's probably like man i wish we lived in town yeah yeah exactly you know I what i miss from a- town mm-hmm. other families Boobs. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Boobs. <laughs> you know what i miss from town sexually available women <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but i mean i do because we see him a couple of times take a peek at her and it's never anything that he's like making a move on her. No, 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 no. But that also kind of feeds into the theme of repression. Like these are natural things that a probably 12 or 13 year old boy would be thinking about, but he doesn't have any kind of outlet and he's being, he's telling himself that it's wrong and he's shameful and sinful for just having these feelings, you know? Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> Mikey, I mean, we've there? all been there, man. I'm not ashamed. I had AOL. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ASL, baby. Age, sex, location. You get turned on by that squealing sound? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like Pavlov's dogs over there. <laughs> Except instead of saliva. Nope, no, it's no, my no. No. It was erection. <laughs> Listeners, I'm sorry. Erection. Why are you dogs now? Because <laughs> Pavlov's dogs did. Oh, yeah, that's the joke. I thought you guys were just being dogs. No, I was trying to say it like, like Scooby. Scooby. Yeah. <laughs> I got a erection. Okay, so now Caleb's going outside and he's talking to the dad in the corn and the dad's saying they can't search for the baby anymore. They've got to keep right. going with their life. And this is when we get the theory that they're telling themselves that it was a wolf. Yeah. And he was saying if a wolf didn't get the baby, he would have died from, from starvation yeah, by this 
Absolutely. Anyways, yeah. And we also notice they're holding corn, and this is when we see the corn is rotting. Well, he even mentions it. He's like, we've got to go into the woods to trap, because if we can't grow it, we've got to hunt it. we got to survive, right? Right, right, right. Because this is also when we learn that the parents have told all the kids never to go in the woods, yes. because Caleb was like, you told us never to go in there, mm-hmm. and this is when the dad's like, we got to go in the woods. Yeah. Uh, also, I lie about a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this where we start to see that established? Kind, a little no, bit, not yet. yeah. I know it's in the woods where he tells Caleb that he sold the cup. This right? is when we, yeah, they're about yeah. to go in the woods. But okay. they do yeah. go into the woods pretty quickly after that scene. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if it's exactly after that, right. Mikey. And you're they're right. just in agony over that. Uh, well, then you got baby. what's her face waking up and the mom's like screaming and yelling. But if you were a parent and you lost a, a child, yeah. like I, I have watched people go through that. I watched my mom go through that, although the child was much older when he died. But like, it's rough, mm-hmm. man. Like, especially when you have no explanation for it, and I bet that's even worse. Uh-huh. Like, we knew what happened to my brother. Mm-hmm. I was there. Like, it, it's easy to see what happened if it just vanished, or if the boy just vanished. Like, yeah, so many open-ended questions, and yeah. it's got to be horrible. Like, is the baby still out there? Right. And I also imagine, like, when it's a tiny newborn, like, there's a, so helpless. And, yes. Yeah. Like, you're just gonna blame so yourself. So much guilt. Yes. And Thomason, I can't imagine how much guilt. She she would feel I know too. she's definitely going through some shit yeah yeah it's everybody just, just is racked with it yeah, yeah and understandably and it's and they're already also in this just really rough situation too and they're isolated so yeah and they're all Sad. sleeping in the same room there's two levels the parents are downstairs in the like the, the living room level and yeah. the kids are upstairs in the top level they have like a curtain around their bed for well, yeah because when they want to get nowadays yeah when it's dick o'clock yeah when it's dick o'clock when dad's it's like, dick a sundial o'clock <laughs> <laughs> so when dick a sundial o'clock comes daddy's like uh, it's kind of it's puritan time so it's like dick a full moon Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it, when it hits that when the sundial hits that you see like him like looking out from behind the curtain like they do in first class and go uh-huh. shink <laughs> and then it gets real gross mm-hmm. ooh show me those ankles baby mm-hmm. and she has to do it okay hey, Jen I can see your ankles we've come a long way ew stop put those down I can't oh my god I've, whoa how can we continue woman. the Jen, podcast Jen, oh. Jen <laughs> put your ankles away woo you trollop. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of another. Sinful woman. <laughs> Get thee to a nunnery. Oh, do not I. quote Hamlet to me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the dad and the son are in the woods and he, they're talking about the corrupt nature and that he's bent unto sin and just kind of the, the theory of original sin that right. I think is really present in this movie. Well, because Caleb asks what happened to our, yeah. my youngest brother? Mm-hmm. Is he in heaven? And then, of course, like a good father is just trying to protect his son from the harsh reality of the world he's like no <laughs> that boy's in hell mm-hmm. probably not we didn't baptize him yeah he's probably burning <laughs> in hell with satan oh, right. God. Yeah. he's like we can really pray for him yeah. well let's just not talk about it ever yeah. again well and then he's saying well what if i die what if god doesn't hear my prayers what is, what's going to happen to me and i think this just shows what that kind of narrative does to children who don't understand like you it's grow scary up, it is scary yeah. and you grow up being ashamed to be a person the narrative of shame is what i really feel is so oppressive in this movie and i think that's something that the patriarchy has used to fuck up women for years i don't think it's just women i think i think yeah. so too yeah yeah, yeah. but i, I think say for years instead of being like 
eternity. Yeah, yeah. since its existence. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's not it's not exclusively women. Because guys, let me just talk about the patriarchy for just a second. I'm not going to go on. The patriarchy is not men versus women. And it's not women versus men. The patriarchy is a system of gender-based oppression that is used to prop up men and um, oppress women. And women and men contribute to keeping it up. And I think we can see that when we look at Thomason and the mother in this movie also. And we'll talk about that later on. I'm sure we will. There's a quote that I'm going to butcher and I can't remember where I got it from, but it's not mine. Mm -hmm. Someone said, the patriarchy is the smog we all breathe in. It is, And I was like, that actually is a good way of putting it. I think it is too, yeah, because it just filters through everything we do. Even like, I will say some stuff and it's just because I've been raised in the patriarchy, you know, and that's, that's the thought process that you get from the time you learn how to think we'll talk more about it yeah let's get into it all right um so anyway so they're out in the woods and the dad is showing him how to set traps and where the traps are he's showing him how to set traps but he's not showing him how to catch animals with those traps i thought that they were just setting the i think they were just setting them up dad has already set the trap no because he was like he was like dad where'd you get these traps no he said i went out into the woods and set these traps a couple of days ago and i didn't tell your mother and i also sold the silver cup to native americans that passed through that may be i couldn't tell because the a lot of the dialogue saying, yeah. wasn't spoken in this movie. It was chewed up and spit out. So that very well could be. Yeah. But this is the scene where we find out that the dad stole the cup and sold it to the Indian, yes. the Native American people. Mm-hmm. He didn't sell it because all of his wife's possessions are his. Jesus Christ. I mean, Patriarchy honestly, man. No. you may have been joking, but I bet in this time period, you're right. Yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah. what he told himself. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he steals the cup and sells it. And I thought it was to buy these traps, yeah, but that's maybe what they he weren't. Said. He said yeah. he bought these traps. Well, he might have gone and set them up and failed. Yeah. Because that comes back because, you know, the daughter says you're a bad hunter and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and so now they're walking through the woods and they see a bunny hopping through the woods. Yeah. And then the the dad grabs a flintlock rifle. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Hmm. And it's, they're more or less just very small cannons at this point. Yeah. Because that long wire or like string is actually you set it on fire and leave it on fire. And then you load the gun and then pull the trigger. And all the trigger does is light the powder powder, behind. Yeah. yeah. So it just lights the powder. Yeah. yeah, and then it shoots and the bullet out. It's like super long. Like it's probably as tall as Caleb is. Yeah, the gun itself yeah. is. Yeah, for Interesting. sure. Interesting. So he pulls the trigger and it backfires. It does, yeah. Uh, I don't think the bullet doesn't backfire. I just think the bullet misses the bunny, but he, he, something hits him in the eye. Right. But the bunny's just staring him down. Yeah, the bunny doesn't give a fuck. No, yeah. I oh, love and the this dog's bunny. there. The dog is there too, but the bunny's not afraid of that dog either. No. Yeah. It's, an it's almost like bunny. the bunny's not a bunny, guys. <gasps> but yeah, the bunny is, has had enough of this shit. Yes, it definitely <laughs> has. Like, I ain't hopping away for you. Anyway. <laughs> 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 and, and cast a spell to backfire the gun into the dad's head. Which could be because the bunny is spell casting or because the dad's bad at shooting guns too. The dad's not a very good... Uh, farmer slash hunter. He's very good at homestead building. Right. But he can't farm. And he's probably the kind of person who would be very competent in a system where there are other people that can take on specialized tasks, you know? Yeah, Yeah, almost like if you lived in a town. Exactly. And didn't get banished. Yeah. You dumbass. You could build houses for people and then use the money from that to buy food for your family. Okay, and now we see Black Phillip playing in the yard. And Black Phillip is the goat. The black goat with um, with goat horns. Yeah, he's a male goat. But yeah, so... 
Black Phillip is literally out just sort He's of rampaging around the yeah, yard. Yeah, just running around the yard, but the twins are chasing him. Mm-hmm. It's singing the Black Phillip song that Mercy made up or something. Mercy is the more vocal of the twins. Yeah, I right. hate these twins, mm-hmm. man. They're these, creepy yeah. and obnoxious. Yes, they're the worst. But we also see the dad is like very nervous about trying to corral the goat, so it kind of implies that Black Phillip is a dangerous animal. Yeah, that animal kills him later, so yeah. I understand his, con- his concern. <laughs> but also that Thomason is staring into the woods, probably being upset about the tragedy that she's just experienced when she was supposed to be watching the twins and keeping Black Phillip. You can't mind those twins. Those twins are like renegades, man. Yeah, They'll do man. whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the amount of shit that the older two kids take for just being disobedient barely and the rampage that these twins run all over their yeah, family. It's, it's like they have different parents. Mm-hmm. And it's really just Thomason. I mean, I guess they do like hold Caleb accountable more than the twins, but not a whole lot more. Well, and so now we know that we learn that the mom is mad at Thomason, which I can understand she is upset about what's just happened and Thomason was the one who was supposed to be watching Samuel. So I understand in your grief, it would be easy to direct that pain to someone else. But I also feel like there's a dynamic between the mom and Thomason that's... I mean, there's a lot of dynamics between daughters and their moms that's very yeah. shame. Well, we yes. get into some of that, especially at the end of this movie. Yeah, man, we do. You can definitely tell something's working through some shit at a keyboard mm-hmm. that became this movie. Fun fact: I wrote a blog about this very dynamic that was on uh, Spinsters of Horror blog. That oh I'll yeah, link. yeah, yeah. Awesome. About, just about me and my mom. And I love those ladies; they're awesome. They really are. Yeah. yeah. Hey, ladies. Oh, and but this is odd because the dad falls down in corralling and he gets his clothes dirty, and the mom tells Thomason to go take care of the dad. And this is one of the few times we see Thomason like taking his shirt off. Which is just an interesting interaction I for a father like and it. daughter. I it's did not weird. like it either, and I don't get the sense that either of them are Into enjoying it, it sexually yeah. in any way. But it's just odd that the mother is not doing that, you know? Because if that were my husband, I I would want to be the one doing that. And so I think that's kind of where there's a dynamic of maybe the the mother, Catherine, is her name, being replaced by Thomason and Catherine getting yes. older and more value being placed on Thomason. Well, as the, she's there a was woman. also the whole thing going on where like Thomason was yelling at the twins, the twins. Mm-hmm. Laughing at the dad, the mom was mad at Thomason for not taking care of the twins when it's ultimately her responsibility. So she punishes Thomason by making her do her responsibilities with the with the dad. But then constantly points out how she's not doing a good job of taking this mother role. So maybe the dad would see that and not be as enticed by it. But I don't get any indication that the dad is enticed sexually at all by Thomason. I don't either. At all. No, I don't. But I do feel like that dynamic is going on between the mother and Thomason. Yes, I I agree. Yeah. Which if you're women living in the patriarchy and you're learning that your value is this role in your family as you start to see another woman in your family getting to the age that she could start taking that role over that's what causes women to kind of be at each other's throats a lot of times or just try and kick them out of the farmstead exactly yeah well and so now we see the dad chopping wood and we're going to see this a couple of times um he's chopping wood at night crying and working through his feelings because he's not allowed to actually express his feelings in the system yeah he's cutting up his feelings tree yeah i actually like this do you go out and chop wood and cry, Mikey. I do some feeling avoidance. <laughs> okay, I do throw myself into my work when I'm sad or depressed yeah. or whatever. It really, it honestly re- really helps me. It does, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing for him to do because sometimes physical activity, like yeah. mindless physical activity, helps your brain. No, get but yes, he is incapable of being vulnerable with his family. Mm-hmm. You saw that when the kid was like, "Is my baby brother in hell?" and he's like, mm. yeah. "Yeah." You could you could, you could tell he <laughs> internally struggled mm-hmm. with like what to say, and like he doesn't know what to say to his wife. Mm-hmm. So he's just taking it all out in the wood and what I like about this is that he feels so much that by the end of the movie there was like a three story pile of chopped wood 
Oh, yeah, and he gets buried by his feelings? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. He literally dies death by feelings. Yeah. But yeah. this is an example of how the patriarchy hurts men, too, because he has set this whole dynamic up is that he is the strong leader of this family, and if he shows any vulnerability, that his whole family who's depending on them will crumble. If you oh, want to watch God. a documentary about sort of how the patriarchy hurts boys and young men, it's called The Masks We Live In, mm. and it's all about how men are raised to not be able to open up about their feelings mm-hmm. and be closed off and distant from that. It's really good. The masks we The masks we live in. I watched it like two or three years ago. It's really powerful. It's I'll link really it. good. Yeah. So now Thomason and Caleb are washing their clothes by the river. Well, he, she's washing her dad's That's clothes right. by the river and, because she was given that responsibility from the mom. Yeah. And I think they only have like one or two pairs of clothes, so they gotta wash them. Well, he, we see him literally in a sheet next. Yeah, so I think he, he only wood. has those clothes. Yeah. 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 But she is doing that household chore. Right. And Caleb is talking to her and just kind of looking at her chest a little bit and again yeah. it's like well, we said earlier she's doing the the whole the whole motion yeah by the ocean yeah you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah. but she's not doing it to try to entice no. him either she's At just all. being herself yeah. and yeah so i think that's another well and it's not like what she's wearing is overly revealing no it's not no. yeah she's a fucking puritan yeah <laughs> yeah less yeah. is more though Oh, <laughs> show me them ankles, Mikey. You got it right here. Oh, they're real Mikey. girthy. Thank you. Gross. You have to take her ankle talk and make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. That sentence can't come up that often. I just it can't. But yeah, but when anyway. it does, I am ready to go. <laughs> That's what she said. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so in, in this scene, though, I don't think she, he was supposed to be there because it's close to the woods. And I think she even oh, mentioned, yeah. I don't think you're supposed to be over here. And mm-hmm. anyway, but this is where the twins come in and fuck everything up. Oh, yeah, man. I hate yeah. these kids. Did you notice she said she's talking about wanting an apple? She was, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like takes a bite out of his head. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. this is where they're reminiscing about being back in London. Uh-huh. Right? But Caleb was super young then, so he may not right. remember he this. He doesn't remember it. But yeah, they hear a noise in the distance and it's Mercy who's the twin daughter who is annoying I hate these twins they're the real villains I really do hate them I think there's a reading that Mercy really is one of the witches Oh, I think uh-huh. they're both working for Black Phillip, who so. is the devil. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Or yeah. at least the devil's trying to get them the working goat. on them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Get, try, trying to get their goat. They're in league with the devil. They are. They're bad. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. But she's saying that she's the witch of the woods, and she's pretending. She's just kind of being silly, just like kids are, and she's riding around on a pretend broomstick. Right. And then she's saying Black Phillip told her that she could do whatever she wants. And that the mother hates Thomason. Well, that's just the truth, though. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's just. Mm. Well, there's no there's no insulation in this house, so you could hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You could hear the knows. mother's hate. Yeah. They knew when that baby was coming before they announced it, too. Oh, my God. I need to find me a woman I could dirty talk and Puritan talk. Oh, my God. There, somebody Google Puritan <laughs> porn videos. Ew. I guarantee you that. I'm. G- g- hang on one second. That bonnet will be upon my floor. <laughs> <laughs> Didst thou bedst down mm, the goat? I thou- Wouldst thou like to bedest down me? I shall turn churn thou like butter. Oh. Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? 
<laughs> and so when Mercy's talking about being the witch of the woods, she's just being a kid and just yeah, being silly. Stupid. And then Thomason is doing the same thing, and she starts talking about how she's actually the witch of the woods. Well, no, Mercy says, you took the kid into the mm-hmm. woods because you're the witch of the woods. Yeah, and she's like, maybe I did. Maybe I'll take him, take you if you don't quit pissing me off. And you got to swear not to tell mom. Yeah, she yeah. pushes her down and gets on top of her and like holds her down. Yeah, yeah, but she's doing all of this because Mercy won't do what she's supposed to do. Right. Thomason is like telling her to like go back to the house. You're not supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. And Mercy's like, no, fuck you. Fuck I can you. do what I want. Right. So Thomason is just like trying to scare her mm-hmm. to get her to do what she's supposed to do. And that's when she, like Mikey said, gets on top of her and starts like talking about how she wants to eat her flesh or whatever. Yeah. Right. Well, it's because your younger siblings never listen to you. So sometimes you have to lock them in a closet for 45 minutes. No, they don't, Josh. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm glad yeah. you know what I'm talking about, Jen. We've been in charge of some younger yeah. siblings. Your parents put you in charge and they don't listen to you. So you got to like. <laughs> and then it's your moves. fault? Yeah. And then you get in trouble <sighs> for it. Yeah, I like this move. You guys are clearly working through some <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> Um, but you mentioned that this was like how the Salem witch trials happened and like people yeah, would just throw this in that stuff moment out. I did. Yeah. yeah. Just being kids and just saying all of this stuff and then the grown-ups who should know better take it and run with it yeah. and use it to blame all their fears on. And now that's, you're being tortured to admit that you're a witch because you just want the torture to stop and then you get hung. Exactly. And that's why I think would be a better movie than this. Yes. Well, but yeah. without the without the trials, without the townspeople, but just a family, sure, like, like a like turning on each other because they have no outlet to like express a, how they're feeling, like a Puritan shining, <laughs> just the dad with an axe, yes, axing, with hatchet, axing down the front door, saying, "Here's Jebediah, highest <laughs> <Bias> ready." <laughs> so Thomason is like shaking and like pretending to like want to eat. Mercy, and then uh-huh. Mercy gets up and runs back to the house yeah. after she's sworn to secrecy. And she basically gives Mercy the whole story that yeah. Mercy is going to eventually turn on her when shit starts going down. Yes. Right. But I think there's an element here that we'll see later of her being like, look, everybody's calling me stuff like, like they're saying I'm this shitty person all the time. Anyways, might as well use it and turn it against them. And use yeah. it to my advantage. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, if people aren't going to love me, at least they'll be afraid of me. Right. You know, and I think we'll see more of that down the road in this movie. All right. But I'm now, glad you said in this movie. I didn't want that to be like oh, what no. Mikey and I have in store for us <laughs> later down in the, the run of this podcast. Here's Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so now they are having their terrifyingly dark family dinner. Well, I mean, that's what it would be like. Like yeah. It's yeah. dark outside. You don't have lights. You just mm-hmm. have candles. And they do have candles lit, but that's they it. They do. That's I'm it. more of like a five o'clock eater, though. Like, I want like some like the golden hour is a good time to eat supper. Yeah. You know, at Denny's this before is you go after- to bed at seven. How how old are you, Mikey? I like early supper. <laughs> That's when the coopers are there. I like early suppers. <laughs> I like toast and jam. Baby jam. No, oh, gross, Mikey. Too soon, Mikey. Oh. But they're they're like praying, right? And the yeah. dad's like just about to start the Y and YMCA, and everyone mm-hmm. else has their hands crossed. Yeah, that's and, how like, he gets those fat triceps. Oh, he's got some badass. Which tries. is another yeah. thing about his pride because he has to be different than everybody else. He prays different than everybody else. Oh, he's got to make everybody know that he's about to pray. That he's the, the head of this point. family. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he does his prayer. They start eating, and the mom's like, "Hey, yo, Thomason, where's my cup at?" Uh huh. And we know it's not just we know that the dad took it. Caleb mm-hmm. knows. And the, well, I guess the mom doesn't know who yeah. it took it, but it's gone. And also 
Thomason knows she didn't do anything. Exactly. Right. She doesn't yeah, know yeah. what happened to it, but she knows mm-hmm. she didn't do it. This but, is like that Saturday Night Live sketch where they're eating Thanksgiving dinner and they start yelling at each other. I drive a Dodge <laughs> Stratus. <laughs> that, because they literally like break bread and then like the mom turns to Thomas and is like, "Where's my silver cup?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is quintessentially Thanksgiving <laughs> fight dinner. Really is this is. why we're doing this movie this week? <laughs> it just maybe. I'm on to you, Jen. Mm-hmm. What fights are you planning for your Thanksgiving dinners? Hey, reach out on the Facebook. Group yeah, and guys, let, let us, us know. know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so I uh, was talking about this. So, like, she brings up the silver cup. The rest of the family's like, like, dad's face is weird. Caleb, yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah, because Caleb knows. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. And then mom throws some Puritan shade at her, and she's like, Ditched a wolf vanish it too, Thomason. Oh, my God. Implying that Thomason lost the baby and also is stole the cup. Cut to flashback, wolf in his mouth, like cup hanging off the baby as it runs to the like woods. Skipping the baby into the forest. Had, the baby had the cup the whole time. Uh, that never happened. But anyway, the dad does not come clean in this scene. He, he like throws Thomason under the bus. Uh-huh. And Caleb, of course, I think probably in fear of his dad, doesn't say right. anything either. Well, yeah. the dad's like, she didn't touch it. Right. He says that like twice. He does. Yeah, yeah but, but he, he doesn't say. I sold it. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now they're tucking themselves into their seven o'clock terrifying darkness bed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the kids are upstairs supposedly asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not asleep. They're very much listening to what their parents are about to do. Because the walls are basically like twigs and straw. Yeah. And they can hear everything. But the dad is trying to comfort the mother. And she's saying the family is cursed. And he's saying, no, 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 we just have to be stronger. We have to look to God. So she's trying to get comfort. And he does give her a little, but it's basically like, get over it. I'll give you a hug, but this is life. No, I think yeah. a big part of, and like as a therapist and a Christian, there's like a big part of like the Christian community is like, just, you just need to give your anxieties to God or your depression and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's not really how mental health works. No, no. it's not. So like, especially in like a loss, a big, big loss like this. Yeah. yeah. And it leads to shame mm-hmm. for yourself. Like, why can't I get over this? Maybe right. I'm not praying the right way. Right. And she's saying we never should have left the plantation. So again, questioning his decision to leave. Well, that's true. It, it is true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's 100% right. <laughs> she is. Yeah. yeah. He's an idiot. And so now the mom's starting to talk a little shit about Thomas and saying she's becoming a woman. I can't remember exactly what she says. It's some kind she of She has her Puritan first thing. uh She's coming into her womanhood, I think is the that. way she says it. Yeah. Let's yeah. just say it that way, Mikey. No, the, the mom says she like had her first Well, yeah, womanhood. she's saying she's yeah. coming into her womanhood and they should talk about marrying her off to get a dowry so she can serve another family. Yeah, that's what she says. Mm-hmm, Cuz that's yeah. the job of women in this community. And also your daughter is a commodity that you can trade for other things. And the mom is starting to feel uncomfortable with another woman in her house and wants to get her out of the way. There are multiple things going on here. Yeah, and all a lot of, of which that were appropriate for the culture, though. Yes. Not, they weren't good, but that's exactly. what was normal. Yeah. But Thomason's hearing all of this stuff, and I just can't imagine how yeah. shitty she would feel because she has done nothing wrong at this point. Right. But Caleb's also hearing this, and he sees everyone how upset Tom- Yeah, everybody Even the is. Twins are awake. Twins are like just giggling, kicking their heels up, like, nini, 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 nini. So much, man. They are the worst. All right. Um, so now we see Caleb, and it's really early, and he's getting their horse ready, and He's going to just take off. And And Thomason runs in and is like, nay, (laughs) bring me with you. Right. Did you not get the joke, Mikey? Yeah. Jen got it. His horse is nay. Horse is nay. (laughs) (laughs) She stomps three times. She says, no. Thomason's asking what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. And Caleb is saying, don't worry about it. 
I'm going to handle this and I'll mm-hmm. be back by midday and you won't have to leave. Yeah, you won't have to go and serve <sighs> the tilde. Yeah, because right. he's going to go get enough food where like the stress is off. The f- he wants to fix yeah. the family. Yeah, and yeah. they already set the traps. He's just yeah. going to go collect the traps right. and then bring all the food, be this, the hero. This is the role I played in my family. Like, I'm going to go fix this whole family so it doesn't fall apart. Wait, you went and got pelts and then sold pelts and then had money for your family? And then got trapped in a witch Hansel and Gretel house? Spoiler. It's way darker than that, but I mean, if you want to hear about it. <laughs> Oh, you realize that that Caleb got like raped by that old woman and you're saying it's darker than that. Not that part. Oh, okay. okay, I do like an older lady. Old chicks, no tricks, man. I was going to say like, you know, my my Caleb moment where like he like gets the horse, which he's not he's not supposed to do this. It's not the role he plays, but he's seen his dad fail and like destroy his family. So he's like, I've got to step up and save my family. Yeah. And like get food on the table because this family's falling apart. That's what's causing all the tension. But like I related to this because like when like growing up, like I would find evidence that my dad was cheating. And Ugh. I would like cover it up for him. Why? Which, like, I don't because I, was, I mean, like, listen, I'm I mean, not judging that. Yeah, no, I get it. I probably would have done the same. Right, right. Because you look up to your dad. Like it's when you want to maintain <sighs> that structure of this yeah. is this is normal. This is not something that's happening. Well, then I knew that like you know we'd lose this house and the family and it would really hurt my mom. It and, would split like, up the family. Right, exactly. Yeah. So. You know, I would like delete stuff or like, you know, do whatever I needed to do. And then like, you know, that guilt drove me crazy for a while. Obviously, my parents eventually divorced. <laughs> right. Right. Clearly. But, and then like I finally came clean to my mom and stuff. And she like I asked for forgiveness and we did all that. But I mean, like trying to fix your family is not something a child should be doing. No, right. it's mm-hmm. not their responsibility. Right. Right. Yeah. And I do think this is when we start to see Caleb realizing he can't trust his father. Right. To protect him. anymore. Which I think is, that starts at dinner. But yes. 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 I think dinner I think the dinner conversation and the conversation where they were supposed to be sleeping, the kids, mm-hmm. about getting rid of Thomason. Yeah, because is, if he'll get rid of Thomason, he'll right, get rid of exactly. Caleb, too. So I think that's why he pulled and, a Mikey well, perfect, and is trying that, to save his family. That dinner perfectly captures moments like that because yeah. one of the first things I caught on was he was on the phone telling a story, and then later on, he told the story again, and he told me before he was telling my mom that story, but my mom was in the room when he told the story again, mm. and I was like, he didn't tell my mom this story. This is somebody else. Yeah, he mm-hmm. told so someone like, else. Mm-hmm. And it was, that's just like a little seed that got planted, mm-hmm. and then like it just grew from there like that one conversation shattered everything yeah let's start you down a, on a road right and then you just look at him differently yeah and yeah. then the road that it sends caleb and thomason down is to mm-hmm. you know find the traps get and the, the animals yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but as they're doing this and caleb is carrying a gun that's taller than he yeah. is yeah if he had shot that he would have been knocked back so far he would have yeah anyway but they do come upon the bunny they do the very same bunny that we saw before the ominous bunny we also didn't mention that it was also in the goat area mm-hmm. well, when thomason went out there one time. Yeah, it was yeah. very quick and it's almost a nothing moment. But this, this bunny's bunny, hopping all over the Yeah, movie. this bunny's hopping mm-hmm. hither and thither. He hops up when you least expect it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably hopped up on cocaine. Oh, oh not yeah. my bunny. <laughs> Hashtag not my bunny, guys. <laughs> so the dog sees the bunny and runs after the bunny and Caleb runs after the dog and then Thomason tries to run after all of them and the horse kicks her up and hits her head and she falls off. Yeah, the horse is spooked mm-hmm. and yeah. starts to run away and Thomason just falls off of it. Well, right. Caleb has a choice here because he's calming the horse down and the dog runs after the bunny and like he chooses to chase trying to save the family than rather actually saving the family. Right. Which, but you can see his motivation for chasing the bunny which is like I've got to save everybody. I've got to get all right. the bunnies. Right. Yeah well and I started us down this 
this road. Right. So I've got to make sure I've got to be the man of the family. Exactly. And what I've told myself is that the man protects everybody and right. takes care of everything. And there's no room for failure. So and this kind of goes back and forth in a lot of different things. But Caleb gets lost in the woods and we see him try to whistle and he can't. And I really felt a connection because I also cannot whistle. I can't whistle either. Yeah. What's hard? I can whistle, but not like that. I can be like. So you can like. Yeah. But you can't with your fingers in your mouth. I yeah, I don't know how people do that either, but I can whistle with just my mouth. I can't whistle I, louder than I can. Can yell. you whistle and hum at the same time? Oh my God, what's happening? Is there a witch in here? I once interned at the Bobby McFerrin summer camp for underprivileged oh, children, and that's where I learned how to do that. Is that true? No, that place <laughs> does not exist. Um, but so he's trying to whistle and he can't, and I feel his heartbreak. And then he <laughs> he hears the dog and he sees that the dog has been eviscerated. Oh, destroyed mm, by a bunny sad. with sharp pointy fangs. <laughs> Fetch the holy hand grenade. This bunny is no more. <laughs> but the bunny uh, is more. Oh, yeah. This yeah. doggy is no more. Yeah, exactly. There it was a doggy go. for sure. I'd like to return this doggy. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Because it's been eviscerated. I got it. It has. Okay. Yeah, no one's made Monty Python jokes on a podcast before. (laughs) And then Caleb tries to crawl through brambles with a gun twice his size. When the bunny trail is right next to those brambles. He should have just popped down Yeah, I know, man. So dumb. But we see, um, so while this is happening, Thomason is looking through the woods and finds the dad. And the dad almost burns the forest down by being very very careless. He's very irresponsible, yeah. Technically burning the forest down probably would have saved them. He should have burned everything down. Yeah. Yes. Listen, I am very quick to jump to the burn it down you are. level. And mm-hmm. listen. There's only two more spots left. Right. We got to <laughs> right. get there quick. Lock it up. But, but listen, like he should have burned everything down. His house, the barn, the forest, everybody. Yeah. So Caleb is hopping down the bunny trail to a Hansel and Gretel house in the side of a hill. And it looks really cool and also super evil. It looks sort of like a hobbit hole. Yeah. A right? hobbit hole that's been dead for 20 Was years. Was it a house? Yeah. I didn't even notice that. It was a house, yeah. Yeah, it was a it had And then door. the witch, now young, steps out mm. of it, and he sort of walks up oh. to her, mm. and she full-on mouth kisses well, him. before yeah. that, she knows his weakness, because she's got a very low-cut shirt. She does. It, they're called corsets, Mikey, and mm. they're amazing. And boobs. So, and so they're that's... amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how she sticks her foot out the door at first, too, and it reminds oh, me, yeah. speaking of The Shining, it reminds me a lot of how the woman like pulls back the curtain of the Except bathroom. it's the Puritan version of that, it so is. it's only ankles. Mm. It's tree 237. <laughs> Hut 237 is yeah, the spin-off documentary analyzing everything in the forest. I love it. But now we see her and she's wearing red, which is the color of seductressness and evilness. I, I assumed that she was the old witch just automagically now young yeah. because of the ritual she did with the babies she stole. Yes. Is that I think, not what you guys were reading? I, I do. Yeah, okay. I think that's okay. what it's meant to say. She's like, do you want to come in? I have some toes and jam. <laughs> I got toes and jam. <laughs> it's made from your brother. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss your face and stroke your hair with my old hand. Nice, nailed it. Because that's what she does. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. She reaches for it and she kisses him. And you see later he's got scratches on his lips yes. too. Yeah, and then we see her hand come behind his head, and it's an old hag lady hand. It's so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Again, not jump scary at all. But I think this scene shows another theme in this movie, which is the fear of female sexuality. 
but in his hypnotic pull towards it, because mm-hmm. he cannot not look away from he her. He can't. But yeah, yeah, he I mean, knows this is not a good situation, but he cannot get away. Right. Oh, yeah. Boobs. Yeah. Exactly. But there's nothing exactly. wrong with being a sexual person. No. And there's no, nothing wrong with taking your bonnet off and showing your hair. Show me your ankles, ladies. Exactly. Mm. But these men are taught to fear that, and mm. women, the the women in the system are taught to be ashamed of that. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of those ankles, baby. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He's like 13, so he's like, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your voice crack? <laughs> can, uh, can you show me the way back to my house? And then his tooth flies off and just... <laughs> hey, listen to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh. episode if you want to hear that. Oh, my God. So now we're cutting back to Thomason, and she's clearly upset. Yeah. And the mom is like, where is your son? What were you doing in the woods? Tell us what was going on. And Thomason's... Where's my son? Right. But Thomason is saying, I promised I wouldn't tell, which I think is a good... Speaks to her character, you know? Although it probably would be helpful if she did. Yeah. I mean, Thomason, speak up, man. We got to find this kid, right? right? But yeah. she's also saying, Mom, I know you hate me. Can you just she does. be nice to me for just a moment? And right. we're translating this because we she are. says some backwoods, crazy said, English, like <laughs> insanity. This is when the dad says. <laughs> the dad does. Well, because Thomason does say, do you have no love in your heart for me? Mm-hmm. And then the dad sort of, I think, just seeing that he has destroyed their relationship through uh-huh. his lies and selfishness. He does sort of own up to it. He apologizes he to the mom for stealing the cup and selling it. He also apologizes. To Thomason, he does for allowing what happened to happen, which I liked. I do too. It's a little bit too late. It is. This scene has stuck with me for a long time since really okay this movie. It is, and I think partly it's because I'm not used to a father who admits when he's wrong. Oh yeah, and so that really stood out to me. And I thought that it was like a really meaningful scene to me until I watched it again today, and I was watching it. And when he's pleading to God for forgiveness, he's saying, please forgive me, please forgive me. But when he's talking to Catherine and Thomason, he just says, forgive me. And I think that's important because he's like commanding them to forgive me. He's like, I've done what I need to do. You're required to accept it now. And so that's, that's something that I took from this time, and it made me not like him as much. I do think you're right. Like, he does own up to it, and yeah. he didn't have to. At this point, Thomason and the mom's relationship is sort of like on the mend, if that makes sense. And Thomason is. is offering to go do something with the goats mm-hmm. because it's raining outside or whatever, and yeah. she wants to make sure they're cared for. She does. And that's when the mom, like, gives her a kiss, like, yeah. kiss on the cheek. And that's really the only moment, except in the very beginning of kindness we see between yeah. Ka- Thomason and Catherine's the mom's name. And before that, we see... Um, Catherine and the father is William like she's kind of confronting them and she's like you lied to me yeah yeah we you knew this happened and you let me treat my daughter like shit not that it's his fault that she did that how could you do that you know yeah, absolutely. And now I've lost another child because of your lies. So anyway, Thomason goes out to the goat shed or sanctuary mm-hmm. or fenced in area. And she goes in, turns around and sees her brother who's mm-hmm. now back at their like homestead. And he's like, his voice is no longer cracking. He's like, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm now a I'm man. A man. I'm He's a wearing man. his red shirt and giving $50 <laughs> out to people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, sex is great and everything, but have you ever collapsed against a fence and then landed in mud? I think it was raining, too. Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. what happens, though, because he it collapsed is. against yeah, yeah, this yeah. fence. And then they bring him inside, but he is completely naked, right? He like, is. he shows if up he and he looks completely naked. smaller. So now we see the mother caring for Caleb up in the attic where all the kids sleep. And so they're wrapping something around his chest and they're taking care of him and kind of like old timey. Re- yeah, they're remedies. bleeding him. They like literally yeah. cut him so to bleed the blood mm-hmm. because that's something they did back then because medicine was insane. Exactly. <laughs> Fun yeah. fact, that was CGI blood. 
Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, they cut him on his fucking head. I know, like, like that, right on his temple. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. they probably would have done back then, but yeah. it's insane. You should anyway. try that for your migraines, Jen. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I did. It doesn't work, man. <laughs> oh, that's where that scar came from. Oh, right. <laughs> I get real lightheaded, yeah. And dad's going to express his feelings to the chopped wood in the rain and not his family. Yeah, he's in the rain chopping wood mm. like a boss. <laughs> and now we get a close-up on Black Phillip. Yeah. And he's told... In- the goat, everyone. So then, the next day, okay. Thomason is milking the one of the other goats that's not Black Phillip. That's right. Yeah. And this is where the twins are, and they're talking about mm-hmm. you know them being a witch or her yeah. being a witch, Thomason being the her and that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's told the twins that uh, Thomason put the devil in Caleb, and that's right. why he's really sick. And they say the mother and father will find out that she's a witch, and this is when she's milking the goat, and there starts to be blood. Yeah. I know. It's real gross. And then we cut back to the parents having a talk, and she's praying over Caleb, and she's saying, this has to be witch witchcraft because what else the hell is going on with him and the dad's saying who could it be it can't be a witch there's no other witches around here Jen, there's no saying? witches around here <laughs> Jen, Jen you would definitely be found out as a witch oh yeah dude I would cast a spell on that entire village and fuck like, them all up you guys we have to take Jen down to the pond if she doesn't float she wasn't a witch that's yeah. such an insane test. It really is. <laughs> right. Yeah, and while well, you're not looking, I'm burning all your houses down and taking all the women up into the air with me. What doesn't make sense about that test is if she doesn't float, she's not a witch, and we've all committed a murder. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why none of that makes sense to me. It's almost like the real sin is just her being a woman. But so the mom and Catherine and William are talking. And the dad is going to go back to the plantation. He's going to get a family for Thomason and he's going to take Caleb to a doctor. But this is when he said we can't go back as beggars. Exactly. So he's got to go out and find some corn and like do all of these things because he's already going to have to walk back because the horse ran off into the woods. Well, he's planning on buying a horse with some of the stuff that they're going to sell. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'll come back with a horse. I'll be back before it's dark or whatever he said there. It's candle time. Yeah. (laughs) I think he does say candle time. He does say candle time. Which he also said about, I don't know, maybe. 12 months earlier to his wife and that's how they made the baby. Uh-huh. Right. Sundial o'clock. He was like, listen, it's candle time. Ooh. It's a dicker candle. Oh. Gross. But yeah, so the dad is like, I have to go seem like I'm a bigger deal than I am when I go back because mm-hmm. I don't want to think I'm begging. Plus, we need a horse, so I'll buy a horse mm-hmm. and then I'll come get you guys and we'll come back. It's such yeah. a douchebag move because he wants yeah. to save face when his son's sick. But th- this is his. Right. This is his whole thing. That's, oh God! That I'm, is, I'm, I'm ginning all over this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that is why they're in the situation. Though. Yeah, because of yeah. his pride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's more concerned with that than just getting help for his right. family. This would be like instead of him calling the cops immediately. Like, like if this was like now, instead of him calling the cops and getting the cops there immediately, he's like, well, let me clean up before. Uh-huh. Let me clean up the house because mm-hmm. I don't want people to think we live like filth. Exactly. And then, then I'll call the cops. And then your family dies while you're right, cleaning up because, the house. Right, because now I realize that's an insane metaphor, right. but that's what it seems like at this point, because they need help now. They do. And he's putting that off so he doesn't go, he doesn't look bad mm-hmm. to the people who are going to be helping them. Or I, exactly. I, I take it as he won't admit mistakes because he won't look bad. Oh, but then she's, say, she's apologizing for having a problem with everything that he's brought onto his family, and that she's been a horrible wife and a shrew, and her heart's been turned to stone. Basically, she's saying, when my baby baby died, my heart was broken, and I'm having a hard time believing in God anymore. Right. And I'm having a really hard time. And I don't feel love like I used to. Exactly. Yeah. Can you please help me through this, is what she's saying. And he just... He just says, he, you'll feel that again in heaven. Exactly. Which Insane. is like a Band-Aid. You know, that doesn't help you in the moment. That's Sure, that's a nice thing to say. And if that's what you believe, that's great. Well, I hope that makes you feel better. In the, and I say that seriously. Continue to believe it. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying, in this moment, she needs more than that. I, but I think it's less about 
about religion, and I don't even think she's giving him an out. I think she is being honest with him and telling mm-hmm. him there are some things relationships and families can't come back from. Yeah. Yeah. And your actions have destroyed this family. Mm-hmm. And we need more help than you can provide. Right. We need to go back. Yeah. I mean, it's, she is also going through an immense amount of grief. She lost a child. Yeah. Right. She's about to lose another one. Mm-hmm. And even at this point, he's not dead, but he's gravely ill. Yeah. Right. So she's going through a lot. Well, not only, and then she's talking about his lies and all that. Yeah, all yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then she wants to go home back to England. Right. Yes. She doesn't even want to be in this country anymore. And so they're outside and they're trying to find the corn that he can sell. And then they hear screaming and they go back up. And now Caleb is whispering stuff. I yeah. had a really hard time understanding what he was saying. Yeah, I didn't understand anything he said until he sort of sat up and he then started getting the very friend. sexy talk. He does. And he's talking about, I did catch a couple of things like she kneels upon me and she's seizing. He's kind of having a seizure. But yeah, so I think he's talking about a witch that has attacked him or a woman that's attacked him. And so now they're all looking at Thomas and they're like, what the fuck did you do? But it wasn't Thomas and it was the witch. Exactly. And the twins in this scene uh, are insane and I hate them. Yeah, I do too. Because the twins are saying that Thomas is a witch. Yes. And then the dad, and so he, an apple comes out of his mouth. They have to like comes pry out it out. Caleb's mouth. Caleb's right. mouth. Yeah. yeah. And it's got rot and a lot of blood and it's really yeah. gross. It's like a mini apple. But so the, yeah. the dad starts to say, get around him. We're going to pray around him. Yeah, yeah. And they start to try and pray, but the twins can't do it. They can't and even they, get to their knees. Ugh. Oh, yeah. They and forgot they, their prayers. Yeah, and they blame Thomason for it. Yeah, they do. And the dad's like, Thomason, get down on your knees and swear to me that you love the word of God and that you love the Bible and that you're not a witch and that this is ironclad proof that you're not bad just because you say these magic words. Right. And, okay, these kids are four, five, and six, and we've Around been talking age. about how terrible they are, but they're children and they're probably scared too, and this is a way they see of like a system or of safety for them. They're or evil. They're, they're evil. They're evil. They're 100% evil. Because they've been talking to Black Phillip. And yeah, they've been talking to a goat. Yeah, they're Kill to those devil. kids yeah, immediately. The, the, yeah. Those kids are evil. Yeah. Mercy, yeah, Mercy is And just twins are like a little baseline evil. Anyway, yeah. so eventually the mom turns on Thomason uh-huh. and says, get out. You're the reason all this is happening. You have to leave. Right. So Thomason starts to run away in the day Dad follows. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't the then the well the son wakes up in he, the midst of all of he this. He says the son says the Lord's prayer mm-hmm. and then talks to Jesus. Yeah, and he's like being taken up into heaven. It almost looks like, and then mm-hmm. he just falls back and dies. And I kept waiting for a big gotcha or a jump scare nope. or something, and it's not. But I think the atmosphere in the scene is really effective. But anyway, so he does die. The mom loses it, kicks mm-hmm. Thomason out, and Thomason runs out of the house and the dad follows. Right, right. And the dad's like, okay, Thomason, you can... She, he's essentially being good cop right now. He's like... Yeah. I remember With when ulterior you were, motives. exactly yeah. like you can just tell me tell me that you're a witch and and I think partly he's trying to say like maybe we can still save this maybe if you tell me right now we can figure this out although yeah. I don't think so but he's like tomorrow I'm gonna have to get the people involved this the plantation yeah. people involved and Absolutely. they're gonna try you for being a witch basically it's out of my hands yes after mm-hmm. this this is your chance to come clean and she's saying I'm not a witch I didn't have anything to do with this but, but he's this also is- saying you were the last person to see Caleb right you, like this all lines up for her to right. have been the bad guy. So I don't necessarily like I understand why he's saying that. Right. But then she's like, oh, you want to talk about people uh-huh. who are responsible for shit? Mm-hmm. You're you the reason we're here. Truth? You're the reason we're not we don't have enough food. You're the reason all this shit is happening.
pudding. Mm-hmm. It's on you, Pops. Yeah, who took that cup? Yeah. Who let me take the blame for it? Yeah. I right. love that. Me too. She's speaking this truth to well, him. Because it is. He led his family into destruction. Yes. And then he turns it all back around on Yeah, on and her. she says, I know you're trying to get rid of me, too. Yeah. So I don't trust you. This is what you like. You're trying to tell me I'm the terrible element in this family. You are. You're the corn that's rotting in this family. It's amazing how bad you are. It's all those corny dad jokes. You Nailed know? it. But she's saying, like, you're a hypocrite. And I love that yeah. she actually says that. But she's also... Also saying that the twins are the ones that are always talking to Black Phillip. Yeah. And if you want to look at anybody, look at them because they're clearly evil. They are definitely evil. Yeah. She right. doesn't even know the Black Phillip song. Which again takes away from how good the movie is because it's like they have this powerful moment that could mean a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, but you know what? Take that away. Look at the twins. They are actually evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because she knows how to work this system. Right. Like she lives in it. But the so, dad's like, yeah, maybe they are evil. Hmm, maybe it, you're all evil. <laughs> the only true answer here is to board all of you guys up with the goats. Exactly. Because that's what he does next. And oh the twins are still pretending to be asleep or dead or something. Oh, to the point where the dad picks it up and threatens to hit the boy twin mm-hmm. with a hammer. And, and then they wake it. up. Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, see, I told you, which is damning evidence for them too right yeah but again they're children in a scary situation so they all get boarded up into the the goat barn Mm -hmm. and i love when they're having this conversation they're like are you a witch no are you a witch no does black philip really talk to you and they're just kind of like yeah we're both in the situation because we both said a bunch of shit we probably regret now yeah counterpoint though they are evil they should yes, be they killed. were talking yeah. to black philip yeah oh and this is a really sad scene the parents are burying caleb and um the mom gets down in the coffin is yeah. in the grave and is there's no coffin she's laying on him covered yeah. in like a wrap and just looking at the dad with daggers and heartbreak oh, too it, yeah this so is sad. her second child that she's lost and it just it breaks my heart a little bit now we see some more father feelings wood chopping yeah but now he's starting to beg god for forgiveness yeah he's he literally kneeling god. down begging God for forgiveness outside the goat shack. Mm -hmm. And I think this is kind of when he starts to have his moment of hubris and he realizes that he's been infected with the filth of pride. Yes. And he's saying, do with me what you will, but redeem my children because they cannot tame their natural evil, which was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm going to get on board with you. And then you're talking about your kids being evil. Right. And then he eats some dirt. Yeah. Why would you eat dirt? Oh, I thought it was because he still wanted to talk and they wanted to make it even harder to listen to him. Yeah. Well, I do think that's part of it. He has a great voice. It's sounds like a chainsaw if it's talking. He it does. literally sounds like if Gravel could talk. Yeah. And I really, we complain, but I really like this actor in this role. I think, I think all the acting is great. I really wish they had not done what they did with the dialogue. Mm. I don't care if it's period correct, but if it's unlistenable, like if you would just change it to regular dialogue, this movie's 90% better. Well, and so if you think about Chernobyl, when they were talking about whether they wanted everyone to have Russian accents in that, and they realized it was getting in the way of the acting yeah. and I and so they just had everybody speak in their regular accents and then the story carries you through when you believe it and this the accents don't hinder my watching of this movie in any way but I can understand why it turns yeah. a lot of people off but he's having his big redeeming moment and Thomason is hearing this too everyone is he's outside the goat shit exactly there's no privacy in this world yeah Black Phillip is like this dude's an idiot right exactly I'm definitely gonna get that dude tomorrow so now the mother is getting out of bed and she kind of steps out just like the witch did. In yes, the, she does. Ankle out of the, first. Ankle first. And she takes her cap off. And that's when we realized she had blonde hair 
in this movie because it's the first time we actually see her femininity too, you know? And so she gets out of bed and Mikey noticed this, that the cup was in the background. So the cup is back. The silver cup was there. But that's not all that's back, That's not because Caleb and Samuel, the baby, are back too. And this thing is probably a hallucination or at least part of a hallucination. Oh, you're right because of... It's the witch. Yeah, it's not a hallucination. I mean, I think she is seeing what she wants to see. What's actually there is a raven, but yeah, she's seeing her sons there. And they're saying, I brought you a book. I'd like for you to look at it with me. And Caleb is whispering and says, don't wake dad up. And it's very unnerving. Because we're also seeing the twins in the shed and we see the witch over in the corner. It lands on the roof. Yeah, we hear it on the roof yeah. first, and that's real unsettling. It and is. then we see her naked, like naked old lady Smeagol in the corner, like going to town on this goat. Going to town implies some sort of sexual connotation. Yeah, you're right. She is milking the goat. She is, but yeah. I think she's With her mouth. milking she and drinking the from the goat. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But this is also the goat that was milking blood earlier. Yes, and we turn around, and this is the first, and we see her face, and it's yes. terrifying. And yes, the, it is. The twins scream. And then we cut back to the mom, who we have thought was nervous. Samuel, but it's the ugh, this is it's the raven just biting at her biting the shit out of her yeah. boob. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's it is again yeah. not usable nudity. So disturbing. I remember watching this movie for the first time, and that just oh, it messed with me so much. Yeah, it's because then we immediately cut to her waking up, and her nightgown has blood on it. Yeah, because it actually happened. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Once right. we see the witch's face looking at the twins, we then cut back to her seeing what is really happening mm-hmm. when she thinks she's nursing Sam. Oh. So he wakes up and he goes outside and he's. we just see this look of horror on his face. And then we cut to the barn and it's just been destroyed. Yeah, it's like a bomb went off in yeah. there. And every goat except for Black Phillip is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomason has blood all over her, including her hands. Right. And she's just laying on the ground and we don't see the twins. No, the and twins we, have evil evaporated. They have evil evaporated. Evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> evaporated. There we go. Nailed it. Powers combined. <laughs> well, and so the theory is that they got taken. Yeah. Just like the baby in the beginning. I kind of see it as like Black Phillip was working on them and just was like, fuck it. And so Thomason gets up and she does have blood on her hands. And then out of nowhere, he gets gored by Black Phillip. Yeah. Black Phillip stabs him in the stomach. mm -hmm. Like it goes deep because he's bleeding out of his mouth too. Yeah. With his goat. He's not carrying an axe. Yeah. Yeah. He's not carrying a shiv or anything. Yeah. Or like a pirate sword. I'm just clarifying. (laughs) He's not a buccaneer yet. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) And so the the dad gets an axe and he's about to like chop the the goat. Yeah. And And then he he says, corruption, thou art my father. And then throws the knife down, the axe down and allows the goat to knock him back into his mountain of feelings metaphor, which crushes. Him. Yes. And he dies. And Which I love this metaphor. Me too. Death. Because even when he thinks he's redeeming himself, he's still being prideful because it's more important for him to get redemption knowing his family is going to be screwed after he's dead. Mm-hmm. And they are. Yeah, they are. And then the mom comes out and she sees Thomason with her hands a bloody. Mm. Yeah. And this is, I wrote a blog that's similar to this, just about mother daughter dynamics because she's yeah. calling her the devil. And she said, it was you and the devil is in you and you're evil. And she's also saying, you took my children children from me and she knocks her down and starts to attack her the mother is attacking thomason and then thomason grabs the knife and kind of stabs her a little bit it looked more like what they were using to sh- uh, sh- 
shuck mm-hmm. the corn. Mm-hmm. But it is a sharp, sort of small, like little hand axe, yeah. it looks like. And it kind of just stuns the mother a little bit. And, and that's oh. when the mother is like, okay, for real, I'm going to choke you now. Yeah, she start. tries to kill her at this point. Yeah, so she's choking Thomason and bleeding on her face, yeah. too. And Thomason is just crying and struggling. And there's a knife right next to her. And eventually she grabs it and she hits the mother. And I saw this as like, she doesn't really want to hurt her mother because it's her mom and she right. wants kindness and love for her mom and her mom is attacking her and that's one of the things I think is just so horrific in this movie is that your parents who are supposed to be the ones that you trust and who love you no matter what turn against you. Yeah, well and she eventually has to kill her because she does. it's, you mm-hmm. know, one of them is going to kill the other. Yes, yeah. and so Thomason ends up killing her mother and her mother just lies dead on top of her and it's just really heartbreaking and Thomason's just sitting there crying. Yeah, and then she pushes the mom off of her and then thinks the best thing for her to do is to go take a nap at the kitchen table. Yeah. What else is she going to do? I mean, it's been a stressful last 24 hours. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, she can't like, she doesn't have a horse. She doesn't have, you know, what's she going to do? Walk back to town. Well, this is where I I think she thinks about that and she knows if she goes to town, they'll think she's a witch. They're going to think she did it. Exactly. So she's like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? Yeah. Because she wakes up and it's full dark. Yeah. She turns around and she sees that the door is open, which is just terrifying. Well, she left the door door open. She did. That's on her. I know. But that's just like that realization that I, there's no one here to protect me. Like right. I am completely on my own and I have no idea what's going on anymore. And then she goes and she sees that Black Phillip is the goat is just standing in the pen in front of the barn. And then he walks into the barn mm-hmm. and, right. she follows. and she follows. Yeah. Yes. And she's saying, talk to me, Black Phillip, talk to me. And I'm not sure how much of this she actually believes at this point, but I think she's just like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? I'm well, she's well try about this. to really believe it because she he is. starts to talk to her. And the first time I saw that, that scared me so much because really? that is not what I was expecting to happen at all. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I was also watching it in like a completely dark room. Yeah. Also. I wasn't oh. expecting it either, but I, that's what I think. I think she had no option. So she goes to try this one last thing. Mm hmm. Which is what happens when you remove options for women. Like the only way they are able to be themselves is to embrace this darkness or this monster that you keep accusing them of being. Well, and she does. She does. And but, Black Phillip becomes the Dread Pirate Roberts. Or just, <laughs> but I love that you don't ever really get a clear look at him, too, because I feel like that I didn't really notice that that much. I didn't really think yeah. of Pirates. I can see that you would, you know, but I love you just see him in the shadows and he's just whispering. But he does yeah. look a little. He's pirate-y. also sort of out of focus. too. And he's like, got uh-huh. her over the barrel when it comes to bargains. Oh, he's yeah. Like, yeah. You want to sell your soul to me? What do you want? Some butter? Butter. A pretty yeah. dress. Maybe a pretty dress. And he says, maybe one of my favorite lines in any movie, he said, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? Which I just love. And she does. Everybody wants to live deliciously. And she you know? does. So she gets naked. Yeah, she and then does. Walks into the woods. Well, first he says, "I want, I need you to sign my book," and mm-hmm. she's like, "I can't write." And he's like, "Oh, we'll I'll do it help together. you." Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll help you. And so now we see the image from the poster right. where she's walking into the woods lit by the moon and it's similar to the scene we see at the beginning and the goat's when, with her yes he's walking behind he's her gu- it felt he like is. he was telling her where to go yeah yeah well and then when she's walking through the woods he sort of walks past her like he's mm-hmm. guiding her to exactly where the coven is meeting yeah or I don't know if that's the right terminology but mm, yeah I, I think it applies because what she sees next is well she's starting to hear chanting right and she sees a bonfire and she sees it encircled by naked women just like thrashing around a lot of naked women and they're low on the ground at this point and then they kind of start to stand up and they're still chanting and uh, dancing and then they start to levitate and then she walks up and you can kind of see her lit by the fire and she realizes that she's starting to ascend too and then like she's got this smiling laughing free look 
on her face. And I just love the ending of this movie because she has just liberated herself from all of this oppression and everything that her family has been making her feel like shit about. She can just let go. Yeah. And yes, maybe she's embracing something darker than she wanted, but she's also realizing like I did everything right in this system. Like I, I begged for forgiveness. I did confession. I did my best and it still didn't work. And it, because it was never designed to work for me, I was always designed to feel like shit and I don't want to feel like shit anymore. And now, even though I don't know what this is going to be, at least it's better than what I had. All right. And that's what I feel like is the danger in the patriarchy. When you set these systems up for women to never be able to be who they are, you are inviting them to embrace darkness and you're inviting them to embrace things that you're telling them they're bad for anyways. So she embraces her new family, which is probably evil. But I mean, Mm -hmm. you can see a lot of people being once your family destroys each other and they're hypocrites and like all that, you don't get that love and support. I'm laughing because you said it's probably evil. I don't think they're evil. I, I think either. that that is like, I mean, they she do is grind leaving. up babies to stay young. I don't know that that's true. I, I so, do because they showed it at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. So you and I are similar. <laughs> you and I are similar in the sense that it's a real problem for us. If they'd want us to believe something they haven't shown us. And I have a problem with that too. But I mean, like just in general in history, like women were called witches just because they wanted to learn how to read and write. Right. Exactly. And that's insane. Mm-hmm. So I think this, like the metaphor for me is that she is just embracing that she's going to be the master of her own life uh-huh. and that she's going to do whatever the fuck she wants. Uh-huh. And that's why she's going to be a that, quote unquote witch. I yeah. And I think that's but great. They did pound up a baby and smother the blood all over. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. that's why I think in the metaphor, it works for me. In the movie, it doesn't. But, but that's the movie. That's the yeah. movie. Yeah. 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 Roll credits. So having watched it and then talked about it, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about it? Love, love, love. Right. Absolutely I, love it. I can understand why a lot of people don't like it, but man, this is a gen movie. Absolutely. Is it, I like it better now that we've talked about it. Yeah. Yay. So there's a book, and you actually gave me this book for Christmas last year called Satanic Feminism. When she said you, she meant me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Todd. Right. Um, and not you, listeners, although I will always accept books for Christmas. Um, <laughs> so I think what you were talking about, about like the premise of that book is called Satan as Liberator for Women. Yes. Because a lot of what the, the Christian patriarchy is based on is about keeping women in a particular place. And I think there's kind of a resurgence in the character of the witch and a lot of women women, myself included, are starting to kind of identify with that ability to let go of those systems and not buy into this narrative that I'm bad just because I'm a woman, because I'm not. And it's okay for me to be a sexual person or it's okay for me not to be. And I get to choose how I'm represented. And I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Yeah. I say that I'm trying to believe it. <laughs> it's I'm easier to say than to actually. It believe. really right. is, yeah, because it's sneaky. And when you have believed that for your entire life, like I'm just now starting to realize all the levels of shame that I live with every day. And those don't come from me; they come from outside of me. But I still, it affects me every day. And one of the reasons I got that, and I haven't read it. I read the description. I was like, "Oh, mm. Jen would fucking love." I can't this. believe you haven't read it. I haven't. Well, yeah, I don't read books, but I love this type of subject matter, and I do a lot of research online and stuff, and I'll read articles online. I just don't like to read books because I don't like to sit down anywhere and do anything. But um, (laughs) I like a lot of books about like how people in history have been like held down specifically because Mm -hmm. of Christianity. And 
a lot of them were called like um, witches or Wiccan or whatever mm-hmm. because they just wanted to learn in a yeah. time period when the church didn't want people to learn. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just women, but it was predominantly women, yeah. like 98% women. If you look at the death count amongst the men that were killed and the women that were killed for just trying to learn during the dark ages, yeah. it was predominantly women. Or have ideas that their husbands don't agree with. Or be sexual beings exactly. outside of, yeah. So mm-hmm. it, that's or their like husbands it. dying and they just existing in a world. Right. Yeah. So anyway, so check it out. It's I'm sure it's great. I'm it sure is. Jen's read it. And but. I want to say I am not advocating for Satanism or being a Satanist. <laughs> what I'm saying is there's kind of a new understanding of what that actually means right now. And also look into Satanism because it's not <laughs> about worshiping Satan. Right. It's about worshiping yourself. I'm not a Satanist either, but there's nothing wrong with it. Right. It's just another thing that you can believe. And right. one of the because I've kind of been exploring which things recently and I, I'm just not really ready to say what I believe about any of that stuff. But one of the things I found is that you can still believe in God yeah. and not buy into this system that yeah. oppresses people. Yeah. You can still be a Christian and love people and not and let them speak in church, like let people get married well, because how, they want to. Oh, you mean you can be Christian right, exactly. and be Christ-like? Imagine that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And so what I, I just want to be clear. More of a New Testament kind of guy. <laughs> but I, I just I want to be real clear. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the concept of Christianity and you can still be a Christian and yeah. be a great person. What I'm saying is religion has been used to oppress women and people of color and people who are seen as other but that's for a, years. That's not just Christianity. It's sort no, of it's all not. religions have. It's yeah. just sort of like anything. Politics is the same way. Right. If you have any way of getting power, that power is then used to subjugate people. Exactly. And a lot of that time that no, ends up being no. women. So I, it's I, not I, just religion. It's exactly. other it's other systems of I, power. I feel mm-hmm. as a Christian that I have an obligation to stand up for people and help them. Right. Which is a different sort of philosophical thing as a lot of organized Christianity. Uh-huh. Right. Sure. And I feel that way just as a human with no religious affiliation right. that it's my responsibility to stand up for people. I don't think anyone's religious beliefs dictate their moral beliefs. I have met a oh, lot absolutely. of I've met a lot of insanely, insanely honorable and awesome Christian people. And I've mm-hmm. met a lot of horrible, horrible Christian people. I don't think it matters what faith you are. Right. It right. matters what your moral code is that you sort of decide yourself. We got sort of off topic right. talking about this. Also, I want to recommend um, Faculty of Horror has a really great episode about this movie and Autopsy of Jane Doe, which we actually have a good episode about that. Yeah, too. we do. Check but it yeah, out. they talk a lot more about the feminism and the kind of the theory behind this film. Let's do box office. So what do you guys think the budget was for for this spooky supernatural horror movie? I'm going to say, I think a million. Okay. I'm going to say $12 million. Ooh, it's $3.5 million, Mikey. So Jen wins, but she was still way, way off. Um, How much do you think it made in the theaters? $87 million. $87,000. You're closer. You could have just said $1, though, Jen, because it was $40 million. It made 25, (laughs) a little over 25 domestic. Stop guessing first. (laughs) Yeah. A little over 25 (laughs) domestic, about 15 (laughs) international. So $40 million. It came. Came out uh, in February. It lost. It was number four the week it came out. It lost to Deadpool, Kung Fu Panda, and Risen. And it was, of course, the fourth that mm. week it came out. February is not a month to release horror films. It's not. Well, I mean, it honestly didn't do bad, though. No. Eight yeah. million dollars in its opening weekend on a four million dollar budget or three and a half million dollar budget. That's good. It made its money back in its yeah. first week. That's box office, but maybe we should do some uh, Jen's fun got facts. got some delicious facts for this episode. Ooh, so we can live deliciously Ooh, through our Jen's fun facts. So this was directed by Robert Eggers. 
And he wrote it, right? He wrote, he wrote and it directed and wrote it. it. Yeah. And this was his film debut. Really? Yeah. All so right. right out of the gate. He said it took him five years to research and try to get this thing made. You can tell because he chose his research over making a coherently sounding <laughs> movie dialogue wise. No, but everything looked real pilgrimy. Well, and that's because he used authentic tools of the time period to try to like everything in that this, the farm place that they live on is like authentic to the time period that it would have existed in. So he did a lot of research about making that. He apparently said that the witch cave that they used had all this really cool historical stuff. You just couldn't see any of it because of how it was lit. (laughs) And he was kind of bummed about that because he did a lot of work to try to do that. But he also used atypical instruments for the score. And I really like the score. I think it's really eerie. But he did not allow any electronic instruments and no traditional harmony. So when you hear the the singing, it's not like the kind of harmony that we... It's not thirds. Yeah. Um, It was inspired by his fascination with witches. And he grew up in New Hampshire, so he just went to Plymouth Plantation a lot. And it kind of got in his head. This took place 62 years before the trials in Salem would have taken place. In the 1630s, I believe. So it was all shot using natural light and candles. No shit. Yeah. I was wondering about that because mm-hmm. like, especially in the dark scenes where yeah. it's just the moonlight, uh-huh. it looks like it's just the moonlight. And it and, was. And, that's cr- and that's inside, incredible. it looks like it's just candlelight. Like it's very, it's, it's it well does. done. And it really was. Now it was probably more candles than would have been safe at the time. Sure. But yeah, there's a scene where the father is standing in a room and it's dark and it is so creepy and all he's doing is just standing there. Yeah. And it's just because of the lighting. So I think that was a really smart choice that he made. It is effective. The production of this was actually really hard just because of where they were. Apparently they had a hard time like in some of the marshland. There's mm-hmm. a time when Thomason is on a horse and they couldn't get the horse out into the field because the ground was so soft. So it's actually her sitting on somebody's shoulders and they just didn't show the horse. No shit. Yeah. That's wow. Okay. It was swarmed by mosquitoes and black flies. Ugh. And apparently Black Philip the goat was a dick. Yeah, and goats like, can be real ornery. Yeah, well, there were supposed to be three go- <laughs> ornery. Well, there were supposed to use three goats, and there was going to be more. Of but Black Philip killed them all. Well, he he may have, but no, he was just so hard to work with. Yeah, uh, the other goats were like, "I can't handle this. I'm yeah, leaving. I'm out." Yeah, <laughs> but the spell you actually see it spelled as V V I T C H. Yes, it is. Yeah, and he got that spelling from a. Jacobian era pamphlet on witchcraft and it's because the letter W was not really in common use at this time and a lot of the text it says this at the end of the movie but a lot of the dialogue he got straight from journals and stuff like that of the day yeah Mm -hmm. which and I think to your point I think he could I'm fine with it but I understand it's a limitation for people that just have a hard time understanding what they're saying I think this movie easily makes about 50% more in the 60 million range if he didn't write it like Shakespeare was writing I don't know he found that journal that was like, dear journal, my bitch of a daughter stole my silver cup. <laughs> I confronted her at dinner. <laughs> She'll never get butter again. <laughs> she will never live deliciously. Living deliciously, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to come live deliciously in Flavor Town? <laughs> Oh, my God. Is this Guy Fieri? He's the devil. 
The Devil's Guy Fieri. Oh my God. Uh, I'm just glad it wasn't Emerald because then then Black Phillip would have been like, bam! And he should have when he ran the dad into his feelings. <laughs> Let's kick it up a notch. Bam! Yeah. Into your feelings. Oh, I love Emerald. So there, this is not specifically mentioned in the movie, but the director was really inspired by some research that he read called Ergot. Have you guys heard of Ergot? I've heard of Ergot. Yeah. Isn't that where you win an Emmy, yeah, a, a an Tony, Oscar. a Grammy, and an Oscar? Mm-hmm. And that's an EGOT, but this is Ergot. Oh. So we got to get the my er, bad, My er, bad, my bad. So, <laughs> so what, what is an Ergot? It's Raz a Razzie. Car. <laughs> Razzie, there it oh, is. Nailed there we it. go. Mike, you found it. <laughs> All right. So what Ergot is, is a hallucinogenic fungus that grew on a lot of corns and crops. Didn't they say that that caused Salem? Yeah. There's a theory behind yeah, yeah, yeah. that. Because what it would do is it would cause a lot of the symptoms that people would, like the itching and the hallucination, where they would say that somebody was bewitching them, but really maybe they just had a really bad stomach ache, yeah. you know? And when you're feeling like that and you're scared and you have no idea, it also kind of causes like psychosis. And so I think, I don't know if that was to blame for the Salem witch trials, but I think that was probably an element in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't the only thing that caused it, but it could mm. have been an element. It had to have been many things that led to exactly. them all the getting insanity. hung. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, so the corn that is rotting, I think, is supposed to be ergot rotting the corn. So these are my fun facts. Awesome. Thank you so much yeah. for your fun facts, yeah. My delicious facts. All right, guys, let's do some scary scale. Hey, listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scary we thought the movie was. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters. Our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what you got? I'm going to give it a two. All right. Yeah, it's not very scary at (laughs) all. It's very tension driven. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of tension. Very atmospheric. Yes, not Mm -hmm. very scary. I would say it's a lot like Midsummer in that sense that it's not it's not scary, Mm -hmm. but it is very tension and sort of grief trauma driven. I'm going to give it a one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But Jen, you're going to give it a high number. I, I am going to give it yeah. a high number. I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, that does yeah. not surprise me. Is that me. how scared you were today? Yeah. She's super driven by like tension and especially uh-huh. things happen to kids. Yeah. Think I as a to mom. get up and leave part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to mansplain your number to you, Jen, but like as a mom, <laughs> we don't have, you and I, I Mikey. ask Jen a question. Yeah. You and I, Mikey, don't have kids. It's different for us. It, it, it is different. And I'm not saying that you can't find this movie scary if you don't have kids. But yeah, it, I just connect to it on another level. I also connect to it as a woman. And watching all this shit happen to Thomason and it just and I, the point. my scary scale too. It's how scared I am today, but also how much it's going to stick with me for the rest of the day too. Mm-hmm. And I know that this one will and does. So Listen. this week you guys made me watch The Vitch. What are you guys making me watch next week? Well, we are going to lighten it up next week. Oh yeah, it is uh, the start of December. Oh, yes, yeah. I and love Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, Mikey has specifically picked this movie. We are going to watch Gremlins next. The first week. one, yes. yeah. The first the first one's way darker than the I've only second seen one. the second one. Well, awesome. So, guys, watch the first the Gremlins. <laughs> All right. So, now we're going to read a five-star review that came in a few days ago. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this one's from a guy called Steve the Creeper. Ooh, uh, yeah. Right I here, like Mikey. This one. There is no accent. Uh, yeah. But I want Mikey to read this one because of what it says. I, I feel like this is a very Mikey review. Okay. Uh-oh. You ready, Mikey? I'm ready. Let's do it. Steve the Creeper yeah. says, Hey, Steve. Found you through the Cinema Sins podcast. Oh, hey, Cinema Sins. And have been working through your back catalog. Noise. All right. <laughs> Just finished the House 2 podcast. Oh, yeah. And 
laughed the whole way through. So did we. That was a fun episode. It Check it out. You don't even need to watch House 2. <laughs> you don't. You need to watch House 2. I mean, everyone should. Keep up the awesome podcast. And we will. 10 out of 5 stars. Oh, thanks. Thank you very much, Steve the Creeper. We I will appreciate say, your review. That math is on par with House 2. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Steve, write us in. How'd you, how'd you get your nickname? Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. And guys, if you want us to read your review, leave us a five-star review. We yeah. will probably end up reading it on the podcast. Thank you so much. Leaving reviews and uh, you know ratings really does help people find our show. So they we really, really, really appreciate yeah. it. All right, guys. We remember the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. So if you're listening to us in their feed, make sure you switch over to our feed so you can get us two days earlier on Monday and not on Wednesday. But if you're also listening to us in their feed, you're getting, of course, their great show, Death, Dying, and Other Things, and the lovely Final Girl. You always say it's so weird. I don't know. It's become a thing. Because Steve is wearing off on me. If you guys want to check us out on social, we are at Horror Virgin. Our website is HorrorVirgin.com, where you can read Jen's blog and link to the merch store and stuff like that. Yeah, and if you want to follow us individually, I am at Todd J. Awesome. Mikey is at M. Randolph 24. And Jen is at Jen Veratu. And guys, if you want to help financially support the show, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin. We're currently saving up to get a better setup so we can give you guys better sound. If you can help us in that endeavor, please sign up for our Patreon. we got a lot of great perks and a lot of great levels. And we've actually been talking about doing some more stuff, so be checking for that soon. And guys, if you want a lot of great free content, join the Facebook group. We're almost at 500. We are like so close to 500 people. Yeah. Uh, So guys, if you want a bunch of daily free content, mm-hmm. go to the Facebook and group. And fun questions of the day, Yeah, too. it's a lot of fun. And yeah. it's, it really is like a whole community of people who either love or don't love horror movies. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I was surprised by how many people have joined that are on my side in mm-hmm. the community. They don't love horror movies, but they're dipping their toe in. And I love having people support Aww. me in that. Well, that's going to be it from us, guys. Thank you for living deliciously with us. Today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was a, <laughs> this was a Jen episode. It was a Jen episode. So I'm Jen. And I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin Todd, guys. <laughs> Have an amazing week. Bye. What's thou like to live deliciously? I have butter in my pants. Go Gross. Why would you have butter in your pants? <laughs> is it real butter? Or is it's it nutty cut? butter. Is it pants butter? Gross. <laughs> Goat nerds. Ooh, bye. <laughs> uh, I missed you guys. This is fun.